welcome everyone to Simplify. Like he said, when Keith did the welcome, I was like, he just said everything in two minutes that I was going to say when I got up there. So I really don't know what else to say. So I'll just try to reiterate what Keith said. But um, when he said that about fighting and a battle, we're in a battle, um, that kind of goes along with what the end of Ephesians is talking about. You know, we've been in Ephesians for several, several weeks. And, you know, we talked about how Paul, you know, was in prison at the time that he wrote this letter and he was writing it to encourage Christ followers. So it is written to people of the church. And he was reminding them, you know, what our purpose is as Christians and to remember that salvation is not just for the Jew, but it's for the Gentile too. It's like free gift of love from God through Jesus' sacrifice for everyone. It's offered to everyone. And he talks about encouraging each other, praying for each other, lifting each other up. Um, And he gives us specific ways, and we've been hearing that every week. And tonight is kind of like his the closing of his letter. And he it's like he has saved not the best for last, but something super important for us to all remember and really keep in the forefront of our mind as we're pursuing a relationship with Christ. Kenny mentioned um, Sunday that that if you're pursuing Christ and you're in a relationship with Christ, you're you're claiming to be a disciple of Christ. So you are walking in the ways that Jesus has taught. And you're, you have given your whole life over to him, dying to self, trying to let go of the things that your flesh desires and things like that. And I just was thinking about all that this week, and I was like, how often do we really think of it like that? When you think about it as, I'm a Christian, or a lot of people do, I'm a Christian, I'm good, I'm good. You know, I go to church, I'm a Christian, and I try to be nice to people and stuff. And that's great, but that is, that is like trying to swim at the shoreline of the ocean. You can't do it. You cannot appreciate the depths and what, you know, diving off the diving board and just, you know, all that in a pool if you're just staying in the shallow end. You've got to go further and the more experience you learn, you learn to swim so you feel braver, you feel more courageous, you feel more secure in your ability. Well, this is totally different. It's not our ability. This is the Holy Spirit living in us, giving us the boldness and the courage to, to proclaim him in all situations of our life. And Paul is in prison And he is giving thanks to God even for his sufferings, even for being attacked, you know, verbally and physically and all these things that he's gone through. And he's still writing these letters saying, count it all joy when you face, you know, trials in this life. This is temporary and the race you're running is for eternity. And just, you know, really encouraging. I'm thinking, how often do we really encourage each other like that? There may be a handful of people that I know personally that, that do those things for other people. Everybody else is kind of like, well, that's not any of my business. I'm not going to get involved, you know. But really, if we're living and breathing as the body of Christ and we are trying to pursue God and learn as much as we can and walk in the ways of Christ, we will reach out to those people that we know 
need encouragement, need our prayers, and things like that. And the the way the scripture reads in this is kind of sounds dramatic. So I don't know, like, if we take it as serious and literal as we should, this passage. Um, it's Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to start in verse 10. And we're, we're talking about the armor of God. And what does that mean for us? How do we, what does that mean? How do you, when, when Keith was talking about battle, being prepared for battle, what does that mean? Like, why do we talk about it like that? Why do we compare the Christian life as a battle or a race or, you know, something that is, it's because it's your whole life and so many things are going to come against you. And if you don't have that solid foundation and you're not prepared, you will not stand. You'll not be able to stand. And that's what Paul's saying here. So in verse 10, I'll just start in verse 10. A final word. So he's wrapping it up. He says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So right away he says, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. It's not, it's not anything we have. It's not any power that we possess. It's the Holy Spirit that is dwelling inside of us helping us and showing us what to do, what to avoid, who to go to and minister to, and those things. So, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. So I was thinking, okay, that is that sounds very dramatic to stand against all the you know, things that the devil's going to bring against you what what's he going to bring against you? I mean, like, are you, you know, I think it varies for each person. I think that we each have weaknesses. I think that we each have, you know, what tempts me may not tempt you and vice versa. Or what I may struggle with may not look the same as what somebody else struggles with. And so I feel like we have to be prepared in the way that Scripture describes because it's very specific here. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I know we maybe we don't talk about that a lot, but that's real. It's not, you know, just a little side note in scripture that the devil's real and you know hell's real and all that. That's the whole. That's that's our enemy. That's that the, the Bible describes Satan in several different ways, and one is a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. He's the father of all lies. He, can, he disguises himself as an angel of light. He can appear to be just what you need. If you're not grounded in God's word and you are just roaming around seeking, claiming everything that you know, everybody else is doing at the time, you're going to be swept away because you are not rooted in God's Word. And that is not something that your parents can do for you or your pastor can do for you or your youth leader can do for you. That is something that's between you and the Lord. So, therefore, put on every piece of armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. So we're suiting up for battle. We're, we're fighting. We're literally in God's army if we are pursuing Christ with our life. We have to know there will be times in our life. It may not be every week. may not be every month. But there are going to be times that knock you off your feet. 
and make you question things and make you wonder why is this happening and make you see the world in a different way or move through life in a different way. It's going to shift your life. And things come and things go and everything changes. But you have to know deep within your soul that the one thing that never changes is God. And He is equipping us as His followers on how to follow Him and how to stand against our enemy. So we put on every piece of God's armor. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. This is so much like what we've covered, the fruits of the Spirit and growing and, you know, seeking the heart of God with everything that you have, growing, reading this word for yourself so that righteousness is produced in your heart and in your life. And God is working in you every day and you're growing strong in Him so that you can stand when you're confronted with temptations or things that you don't understand. You're not swayed by somebody who says, you know, if God loved us, this wouldn't be happening. You know, things like that. For, uh, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. Put on for shoes the peace that comes with the good news. We know what the good news is. The good news is the gospel of Christ. It's that Christ came to rescue us and restore our hearts and just redeem us and, and give us life with Him. And that brings us peace. When you are confident that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and He is the ruler of your life and you are striving to lay yourself aside and pursue Him, that brings a peace that that you can't explain. It really does. And so you'll still have troubles and you'll still have heartaches and you'll still have bad days. But the peace that comes from knowing that nothing can separate you from God's love, it's something that can't be explained. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. So you think of a shield and it's to cover your heart. And it's to cover your body from being attacked. It's to cover you from, it's to be your protection. The shield of faith. Our faith is our hope. Our hope lies in our knowledge of who Jesus is and what he's done for us and that he, Christ is our hope. Knowing that Jesus came to give us freedom so that we could be free from all the things that tangle us and hold us down and wear us down and, and wreck our lives. There's a freedom in knowing Christ and having a relationship with Him. And it's not just a prayer that you pray and a paper that you sign. That's not what a life pursuing Christ is. That is your starting point. If you've prayed to ask Jesus to come in and change your heart, and to live through you and show you what his plan for you is and for you to love the world in his name, that is 
That's when he says, on your mark, get set, go. Everything else is growth and fruit and being connected to him and feeling him move through you and guide you and give you words to say when you don't know what to say when something happens in your life. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Salvation as your helmet. Guard your mind and your heart with this Word. This is not just something that, you know, is good to read sometimes or i got to read my Bible today. This is life. This is life. I read, I see on Instagram a lot of times like, Summertime is life, or, you know, like, pasta is life, whatever. And I always think, you know, we say that so casually, but God's Word is life. It sustains us. It satisfies us. It fills us, and it leaves us craving more, more of God, more knowledge, more, more understanding of who He is and what He wants and how His heart designed each of us and put us each here and led us to where we are. And there's a purpose for everything. And, and while we're here on this earth, in this short amount of time that we're here, what a gift to know these things and be able to go tell the world that does not know these things, to spread the gift with another person. And when they get it and it changes their life, The glory is not yours. It goes to God, and it just makes him even more beautiful. That's that's the gospel, and that's what we protect our mind and our heart with, all those things that we know to be true about God. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. I was thinking about, you know, this enemy we have, how real he is, and, like, how did he show himself in Scripture. And we know of several places. We know that Job, you know, he brought all kinds of calamity on Job. Peter denied him, you know, he gave in and all these things. Well, I was thinking, like, in the beginning, he was a fallen angel. And in the case of Job, he went to God about Job. And Job, all those things came upon Job because God allowed that to happen. Jesus said that the devil has asked to sift you like wheat, Peter. So he had to ask to do that. When he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, when Jesus was out there fasting and praying and all these things... Satan tempted Jesus three different times. How did he make Satan leave him alone? He quoted scripture to him and told him not to tempt the Lord his God and to get away from him. There is so much power in knowing God's word. This is your sword. This is literally your fighting tool that you hold in your hand. This is the thing that will help you understand what the helmet of salvation is and the sword and the 
you know, the shield and all these things, the belt of truth. How can you have that if you don't know what the truth is? How can you walk in the light if you don't understand what the light is? We say all this stuff because it sounds good and we hear enough up here to quote it back, but what do you really know? What has God pointed out to you in your time with Him? What is He stirring within you? What kind of calling do you feel so strong? You can't shake it. Maybe you don't even want it, but it won't go away. That's, that's who the Holy Spirit is. That's the light. That's the light in the darkness when you're alone and you're going through something so terrible or so huge or so makes you feel so desperate. You don't know what to do. That's when the light penetrates the darkness in our heart. Because our heart by nature is wicked and it's against God. And that makes us only want to cling to God when something bad happens. But when you know Him and you walk in a fellowship with Him and you know Him as you're as sure as He is inside of you as you are somebody sitting next to you tonight. Nobody can take that away. That's, that's the relationship Paul was reminding the Ephesians that they have in Jesus and to remember that and to love each other and to take up that body of armor because it's coming. The day is coming that it may cost you your life. Are you willing to do anything it takes to continue proclaiming the Word of God and the truth to everybody? He says... Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. That means when everything is going great. That sometimes we forget to pray when everything's going great. That means when everything is falling apart. And you feel like you can't even keep breathing. Cry out to Him. And, and thank Him that He never leaves you or forsakes you. Right. And knowing that He's going to walk through the deepest valley with you. Yeah. And He's going to be right there in your best times too. As you grow and mature as a Christian, and you learn more about the heart of God and, and His Word, and you experience those things, and you can literally feel Him right there with you. He's right there with you. And Scripture plainly says nothing can separate us from the love of God. Right. Nothing you do that's wrong, no, no effort that you think is great, no, no friendship, no relationship that crashes, nobody that tells you you're worthless, nothing can separate you from God's love. I was thinking about, um, you know, all this, the armor suiting up for battle and all that. And how you have to be prepared before the tragedy or before the attack or before 
the unexpected shift happens in your life. If you're not prepared, you you can't you can't fight. You know, a football team, if they never practice, they're never going to be ready for the game. If Kenny never reads God's word and never seeks God's direction, he cannot lead us. If you do not seek God's will for your life, you're not going to know what it is. You have to be prepared. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Sometimes, you know, when we pray at our house, you know, I make Marley pray a lot. She, it gets on her nerves, but I do it anyway. And, you know, I, I was thinking when we pray, a lot of times we say some of the same phrases when we pray out loud at home. You know, we're like, Lord, thank you for this day. Please keep us safe. Thank you for my family. You know, those things. But this is pray for all believers everywhere. It's not just about people in our house, people in our building, people in our area, people at our school. It's about all believers everywhere. We all need each other. We all need each other's support, prayers, love, encouragement, accountability. Some of us are out there needing accountability. Step up and be a leader in your circle of friends. Be that person who challenges everybody to take it a step further. Let let the Holy Spirit lead you. Whether you're in the youth or you're older than the youth, if you claim to know and love Christ, let the Holy Spirit lead you and don't be held back by insecurities or fears because that is making yourself believe it's about you. And it's not. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Be prepared. Pray for each other. And remember that we're all a family. And we're in this faith family together. And don't be shut off from each other. And, you know, I'm bad about that. I get in my routine. I go to the same places. I do the same thing. I don't want to be like that. I don't want any of us to be like that. There's not a person in this room that I don't love with all my heart. And I pray for this church all the time. But some of you don't know that I feel that way. And I'm sorry for that. And I want us all to reach out and lift each other, really lift each other up. And help each other be prepared. Because I guarantee you, everybody within the last month has gone through something in this room that everybody else don't know about. We're all fighting all the time, and sometimes we don't have the words to explain what's going on in our hearts. If we're praying for each other, and we're here for each other, we can be a light to one another so that the dark times do not seem as dark. So I just challenge you as you think about everything that, gosh, we're so lucky to have Keith and Kenny bringing God's word and they don't sugarcoat everything and they don't 
you know, tell us a bunch of fluffy stuff. They just speak the truth, and that is a gift. That's not everywhere. So don't just dismiss it when you hear this word, and it's just in the truth of it. Let it, let it sink in, and let it break you. If that's what it's doing, don't resist that. Because sometimes when we're broken... When we get mended, we're stronger, like a broken bone, and it calcifies. It's stronger there before it ever broke. It's the same thing. Let the Holy Spirit break your heart. Don't fight conviction. Don't fight repentance. You will only grow from that, and you will only be able to come out on the other side with greater dependence on God if you trust Him.